Well, hello, and thank you for joining us here at the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and I'm very happy to have you. Hope uh, you've uh, delved into our podcast library a little bit here. We focus on some elements of jazz recorded history that uh, maybe are not the best known uh, or are a little bit uh, under the radar, so to speak. Today, we're going to be talking about the other Smith in, uh, in my uh, little terminology there, of course. In classic blues, the uh, best-known singer, for good reason, because she was the best singer and probably the best artist, was Bessie Smith. And uh, she's known as the Empress of the Blues. She recorded more frequently uh, than any other blues singer of the period. But there were a number of other women named Smith as well. Uh, Laura Smith, Trixie Smith, Mamie Smith, who was the first of the blues singers to record, in 1920. She was the uh, uh, sort of the catalyst for the whole era, the blues era that came about and uh, having uh, primarily women singing uh, blues from Tin Pan Alley and also from the folk tradition accompanied by jazz groups. And that's what uh, came to give the name the Blues Era to this time period of the 1920s. And there were several recording companies, uh, most notably Columbia, that were rescued from insolvency by the recordings of some of these women, which became enormously popular for a few years. Uh, Bessie Smith recorded exclusively for Columbia from uh, February of 1923 up through the early 1930s. And at almost uh, the same time, we have uh, a series of recordings for Columbia done by Clara Smith, another uh, blues singer who was trotting the boards of the TOBA Black Vaudeville circuit at the time, and uh, Clara Smith recorded almost as many sides as Bessie Smith. Her voice was a little bit lighter, her diction was a little bit cleaner, uh, and she probably was given more different songs to sing, or allowed more different songs, types of songs to sing. She probably would be closer to what we would think of as a jazz singer, even though she was from the South, as was Bessie Smith, and uh, had cut her teeth on tent shows and uh, circuses uh, from the 1910s. Bessie Smith, along with uh, Ma Rainey, who was uh, older than Bessie Smith, probably in some ways her mentor, uh, they were both headliners in that... Uh, black entertainment industry of the 1910s, and Ma Rainey even before that. Uh, they headlined shows, they put shows together, they were often the most popular act, uh, and this was well before they made recordings. Uh, Clara Smith, on the other hand, was kind of a supporting player in that uh, style or in that milieu, I guess you'd have to say. She um, did uh, com comic turns as well as singing and dancing, and she's cited in a number of uh, the finer black shows of the period, such as Alexander Tolliver's um, uh, big show, I think it was called, or his smart set show of 1917. She appeared with Ma Rainey, actually Ma and Pa Rainey at the time, but she was not a featured act. It really wasn't until she started making recordings in 1923, June of 1923, that Clara Smith came to be known to the public. And in some ways, her career was uh, the opposite of Bessie Smith and Ma Rainey, where they were established stars when they started making recordings, and their recordings uh, went hand-in-hand hand with their their show appearances and, and sort of fed off one off another, Clara Smith uh, built her better-known stage career from having made recordings. Her recordings were very uh, well thought of and sold very well for Columbia in the early and mid-1920s especially, and uh, she capitalized on that. By all accounts, Clara Smith was a, a very good businesswoman. Uh, we don't know a lot about her life. She was relatively uncontroversial. Not relatively, she was uncontroversial. There aren't any really significant stories about her uh, having big fights or, or conflicts with other entertainers or uh, any of the colorful things that happened to some of her contemporaries, most notably Bessie Smith. Um, she was uh, 
by all accounts that we can find in the black press from the 1920s, a very business-oriented singer. She was a good singer, a good professional. She led shows. She uh, directed tours and had a certain measure of financial success. Uh, she was born in 1894 in Spartanburg, South Carolina, uh, and came up uh, somehow in the entertainment industry. Again, we're not very sure how. We don't know much at all about her early life. Uh, we have some press releases and so forth uh, from the late 1910s, but again, it wasn't until she started making recordings that she started making appearances in the black press, and we start learning a little bit more about her. So we're going to start off this show with a recording from her first released recording session. She, like so many other singers, Bessie Smith included, did a session or two uh, that were kind of practice or, or test sessions that were never released before going into the studio and making uh, a couple of sides that were good enough to be issued. Uh, these, as I said, were from June, June 28th of 1923, and we're going to hear Every Woman's Blues, and on this she is accompanied by Fletcher Henderson on piano. Uh, Fletcher Henderson was kind of uh, a host pianist for Columbia at the time. He recorded a lot with um, Bessie Smith and most of the other blues singers from the period. Uh, he did not tour with Clara Smith. Her accompanist uh, from around that time anyway was a fellow named Stanley Miller from Baltimore. Uh, he was a very good piano player who uh, appeared now and then with uh, Clara Smith all the way through the 20s. He also was responsible for writing some of her songs, including this one, Every Woman's Blues. So that'll be our first tune. Following that, we're going to hear a different side of Clara, more of her jazzy side. Bessie Smith recorded with jazz bands, but she was always foremost a blues singer, and she would carry the jazz accompaniment along with her. On this particular recording that we're going to hear, called the 31st Street Blues, the jazz band really takes over, and Clara Smith jumps on for the ride. She is uh, very much a jazz singer in this case. She's not singing a particularly bluesy style, but she uh, is, is giving a great deal of energy to the performance of this tune, which was was done on January 31st of 1924, Clara Smith and her jazz band, and in this case her jazz band was uh, a subset of the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra, which was then appearing at the Roseland Ballroom. We're going to hear Elmer Chambers on cornet, Teddy Nixon on trombone, Don Redman on clarinet, Fletcher Henderson on piano, and Charlie Dixon on banjo, and these musicians are probably reading from some sort of an arrangement, possibly a stock arrangement of the time. After that, we're going to hear another solo performance, solo with accompaniment, of a tune called Don't Advertise Your Man, which was uh, composed by a fellow named Jimmy Foster. I think this was a tune that Clara Smith uh, was using on her stage appearances at the time, and she is here accompanied by Porter Granger, another uh, prolific piano player uh, with blues singers of the 1920s, and Clarence Conaway on ukulele, giving a very nice little sound. Then we're going to hear a pop tune, or uh, a tune that was hoped to be popular at the time. Jazz bands have been playing it ever since, although I don't think it's popular outside of that. It's called Mama's Gone Goodbye by Armin J. Perone, the New Orleans violinist and band leader, and his piano player, Stephen Lewis. They were appearing with the um, Armin Perone Orchestra at the Roseland Ballroom in New York at the time, this being September, September 20th of 1924. And on this, Clara Smith is accompanied by Ernest Elliott on alto sax, and Charles A. Matson on piano. 
We're going to finish up that set with one of the more famous Clara Smith tunes, My John Blues, famous because of its accompaniment. She is here accompanied by Fletcher Henderson on piano, also Charlie Green on trombone, and Louis Armstrong on cornet. This was the same group that uh, accompanied Bessie Smith on two or three sessions around the same time. This one was on April 3rd of 1925, My John Blues. So that's our first set, Clara Smith and various accompaniments, Every Woman's Blues, the 31st Street Blues, Don't Advertise Your Man, Mama's Gone Goodbye, and My John Blues.
Smith and uh, her various accompaniments. We started out with Every Woman's Blues from the first uh, release that Clara Smith had for Columbia Records. All her recordings were for Columbia for the balance of her career. She recorded for just about 10 years. Um, and uh, as I said, everything for Columbia. So Every Woman's Blues was from uh, June of 1923, accompanied by Fletcher Henderson. And after that, we heard the 31st Street Blues. Fletcher Henderson's orchestra made up the jazz band accompanying Clara Smith. Uh, as I said, 31st Street Blues from January 31st of 1924. Elmer Chambers on cornet, Teddy Nixon on trombone, Don Redman on clarinet, Henderson on piano, and Charlie Dixon on banjo. Then, Don't Advertise Your Man, kind of a comic number. And as I said, Clara Smith was known as a comedian uh, as much as a singer, and some of the contemporary reports of her shows uh, talk as much about her uh, monologues and her interactions with the audience. She gave advice to the lovelorn and things like that. She uh, was a prototype for many uh, African-American women uh, comedians and stars later on. Mons Mabley comes to mind, and in fact, Clara Smith uh, and Jackie Mabley, Mons Mabley, uh, were in several shows together at the end of the 20s, and you have to wonder if maybe uh, Mabley picked up some things from Clara Smith and her delivery that she used in her later career. So that was Don't Advertise Your Man, accompanied by Porter Granger on piano and Clarence Conway on ukulele, April 23rd, 1924. 
Then, as I said, that Armin J. Perron tune, Mama's Gone Goodbye, from September 20th of 1924, accompanied by Ernest Elliott, known as Sticky Elliott, on alto sax. He also was known as a clarinet player, sort of of the novelty variety, um, almost a pre-jazz style, uh, comic yelps and squawks and things like that, although Elliott had a fairly long career in black bands in the 20s and even into the 30s, I think, and uh, apparently was a good enough reader that he could play in, in dance bands and also in, in, in tent show bands and things like that. Also, in that case, Charles A. Matson on piano. Then we finished up with the My John Blues. Louis Armstrong doing some uh, cornet backing in there, as well as Charlie Green on trombone and Fletcher Henderson on piano. That was done on uh, April 3rd of 1925. Not quite uh, the electric atmosphere that that group had with Bessie Smith. Something with uh, Louis Armstrong and Bessie Smith, and even Charlie Green and Bessie Smith. They fed off of each other um, in a really kind of a kinetic way, and we can't say that about these sides with... uh, Clara Smith. They made um, four or five of them, and uh, they're all good professional quality, but nothing really ascends to any great heights, unfortunately. So we're going to move on now to uh, a series of recordings more towards the middle 1920s. And this first one from September 1st of 1925 is interesting. It combines the talents of the two great blues singers on Columbia, Bessie and Clara Smith. And they do a duet here that would probably be something like you would have heard in a vaudeville show or even a tent show from the late 1910s. Uh, Two women arguing over their man, Charlie Gray. Uh, And finally, at the end, as you'll hear, deciding to share him on the cooperation plan. So this is Bessie Smith and Clara Smith singing. Um, You will uh, hear the difference in their voices. Bessie Smith had a much more powerful um, voice and much more able to project uh, than Clara Smith, who had a lighter voice that in a lot of ways was more flexible, but uh, very different quality. So this is the My Man Blues from September 1st of 1925, accompanied by Stanley Miller. Uh, He may be the male voice on there as well. And as I mentioned, Stanley Miller was Clara Smith's chief accompanist through most of the 1920s and wrote many of her tunes. This tune, My Man Blues, is credited to Bessie Smith. After that, we're going to hear a pop tune, um, a little more popular than uh, Mama's Gone Goodbye. This one is When My Sugar Walks Down the Street, which was a probably a minor hit of the 1920s. This is from September 25th of 1925. Uh, Clary Smith and her jazz band, Harry Cooper on cornet, Bob Fuller on clarinet and alto sax, Stanley Miller on piano, and Buddy Christian on banjo. Interesting mix of black players, some uh, from the Clarence Williams school, from some from uh, some of the other uh, different recording units that were active at the time, but uh, all coming together for When My Sugar Walks Down the Street. After that, we're going to hear a tune that uh, I always thought was composed by Don Redman. He had a hit recording of this in uh, the early 1930s, 1932, on Brunswick. He also uh, played and sang the song on a Betty Boop cartoon from the same period. But the tune itself apparently goes back further and is credited on this label with Clara Smith to uh, Lem Fowler, the piano player. And he is the accompanist on here as well. Lem Fowler accompanying Clara Smith on How Am I Doing, Hey Hey, from May 25th of 1926. Much more of an up-to-date song than the blues songs that she had been singing, uh, very jazz-oriented. 
Following that, going in the opposite direction, I suppose, is an old black folk tune that uh, has been called Uncle Bud and a few other things, depending on uh, the relative uh, dirtiness of the lyrics. This one is, is not terribly dirty, and it's called Salty Dog. And, of course, there's a Freddie Keppard recording uh, from Chicago from this period featuring Papa Charlie Jackson on vocals, and Sidney Bechet recorded it in the 1940s for Blue Note. But this is uh, just Clara Smith with Fletcher Henderson on piano on Salty Dog. Dog. Then we're going to take another very sudden right turn and uh, go to a uh, one of the two or three tunes that uh, Clara Smith recorded in the gospel vein. Clearly, Columbia was trying to expand uh, her audience or expand her, her, her um, uh, repertoire, I guess, on record. And they did the same thing with Bessie Smith. Here, however, um, Clara Smith was given a couple of actual gospel tunes to sing. Bessie Smith had some pseudo-gospel tunes. And accompanying uh, Clara Smith is Lem Fowler, again on piano, and Sisters White and Wallace, who apparently were uh, female members of a church in New York, and uh, they came in and uh, did suitable backup to Clara Smith singing Livin' Humble. And this is from November 23rd of 1926. So those are our five tunes for this set. Quite a range of African-American uh, music of the period. A gospel tune, a kind of a dirty, bluesy folk tune, uh, a pop tune, a couple of pop tunes, actually, and a, uh, a blues duet that you would have heard uh, on the stage in tent shows or even vaudeville. So we're going to start with Clara and Bessie Smith's duet on My Man Blues, then go to When My Sugar Walks Down the Street, How Am I Doing, Hey, Hey, Salty Dog, and Livin' Humble.
Charlie Bush. Who do you expect she is? It sounds like Charlie. It is my man, sweet Papa Charlie Green. Your man? How do you get that way? Now, look here, honey. I've been here that man for 15 years. Charlie, don't you know I'll turn your damper down? Yes, Clara. And I'll cut you every way but loose. Well, you might well get it fixed. Well, Jenny, I guess we got to have him on cooperation plan. I guess we got to have him on cooperation plan. That's it.
gamest gal I've ever seen. She'll try to dance, she'll try to sing, she'll take a chance at anything. When her man plays the blues, you'll see till that way. She'll step back and clap her hands, then you will hear her say, I'm a doing, hey, hey, keep keep all
woke up in a mighty shout. Kind, I'm the man, I want you cast me out. They cast old Jonah overboard. Long come a whale and swallowed Jonah whole. Jonah laid in the whale three long days and nights. Eat old Jonah's own sand in land. Sunshine hot and old, Jonah's a face. Jonah's he prayed to the Lord for shade. A gold vine growed over Jonah's head. Long come an inchworm, cut it down. That left a mark on Jonah's crown. He's an umber, 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 he said, he's an so as I said, that's a pretty significant tour through African-American popular music of the 1910s and 20s. We started out with My Man Blues, Bessie Smith and Clara Smith in duet. It wasn't uh, a, a traditional blues. Uh, they had to deal with the fact that a traditional blues has three lines and there were only two singers, so they did the logical thing. They skipped the middle line. They only did eight bars for most of those choruses, up until the end anyway. And uh, trading back and forth about their faithless man, Charlie Gray, who was probably voiced by the pianist, Stanley Miller, on that one. That was from September 1st of 1925. Good vaudeville blues there leading us to a pop tune recorded by uh, the the original Wolverines, among other groups, uh, When My Sugar Walks Down the Street from September 25th of 1925. Again, all these recordings for Columbia. We heard uh, uh, Clara Smith and her jazz band, and um, that's an interesting recording. I uh, had some very sparse accompaniment by Stanley Miller on piano, Buddy Christian on banjo, a little bit of Harry Cooper on cornet, and Bob Fuller on clarinet and alto sax. Then we went to uh, How Am I Doing, Hey Hey, which, as I said, was a tune that I've always associated with the 1930s and Don Redman, but here, uh, credited to Lem Fowler, the piano player on this session. Lem Fowler was a very interesting piano player and uh, jazz performer from the period, and we're going to be doing a podcast on him coming up, some of the groups that he led, kind of a shadowy figure as well, but he played piano on this from May 25th of 1926. Then Fletcher Henderson takes over the piano chair for May 26th, the next day of 1926, and Salty Dog, a good old sort of black folk tune from the period. Then we ended up with a gospel tune, Livin' Humble, uh, uh, Clara Smith with Lem Fowler on piano, accompanied by sisters White and Wallace. So for the last session, we're going to hear some different uh, musicians accompanying Clara Smith. She was not as, I guess we'd have to say, fortunate in her accompanist as Bessie Smith was. Bessie Smith, I guess being the more marquee singer, attracted the higher level of black um, uh, jazz musicians to accompany her. Uh, Clara Smith maybe got the second second uh, level of musicians, although they're still very good. She also didn't give her accompanist as much uh, space to shine in solos and so forth as Bessie Smith did. And I'm not sure whose decision that was, whether it was the singer or the band leader the, uh, or the recording company, quite possibly. So we're going to start out with a tune called the Gin Mill Blues, not the Bob Crosby tune from later on, but this is uh, a tune by Lem Fowler again, with Lem Fowler on piano, May 21st of 1928. And following that, we'll hear uh, from two days later, May 23rd of 1928, 
a different band accompanying Clara Smith on the Steamboat Man Blues. Freddie Jenkins on trumpet, who was playing with the Duke Ellington Band at the time. John Anderson on trombone. And Porter Granger on piano. Then we're going to jump over to a, uh, a tune, a hokum tune that was extremely popular at the time. It's Tight Like That, recordings uh, that were made by uh, Georgia Tom and, and uh, Tampa Red, Thomas A. Dorsey and uh, Hudson Whitaker, uh, doing some sort of humorous blues recordings uh, of this, which really kind of signaled the end of the classic blues era and led us into uh, rhythm and blues a little bit later. But it's Tight Like That, which was accompanied by Charlie Green on trombone and possibly Porter Granger on piano. Then we're going to hear uh, a tune called the Lowland Blues, which is a good, solid, old-fashioned blues uh, sung by Clara Smith, and we don't know who with. Uh, piano and cornet accompaniment. The cornet player is not Ed Allen, who is a more reticent cornet player. This is a very Louis Armstrong-influenced player, and I'm thinking it might be Bobby Stark, who claimed later to have recorded with Clara Smith, but no one uh, knows what session. This could possibly have been him, because he was very much influenced by Louis at the time, and that time being... Uh, August, uh, or excuse me, September 9th of 1930. Then we're going to finish up with a vaudeville duo, and this is uh, Clara Smith singing with a fellow who is credited as Asbestos Burns on piano and vocal and composition of this song. Uh, it's been said his real name was Jones, Asbestos Jones, I suppose. I don't know who it is, uh, kind of a mystery, but he's a very good performer, a uh, pretty good songwriter, too, and this is a very funny duet the, of the sort that you would have heard in vaudeville on a Clara Smith review of the time, that time being August 4th of 1931. Un unemployed Papa, Charity Working Mama. So those are our five tunes for this set. The Jinmo Blues, the uh, Steamboat Man Blues, It's Tight Like That, The Lowland Blues, and Unemployed Papa, Charity Working Mama. Oh, it's me a glass. 
mustn't get mad, I don't mean no wrong. There's an old maid named Miss Liza Fair, always singing the blues. When she tumbles in bed, oh, it's tight like that. Oh, it's tight like that. Hear me talking to you. I mean, it's tight like that. I know a hotel is called a slumber and pack. Got a million dead bugs just to make you scratch. Monkey woke up a quarter to three and he said to the flea, Quit your picking on me, oh, it's tight like that. Oh, it's tight like that. Oh, hear me talking to you. I mean, it's tight like that. Mandy Lee Jones does her vamping at night. She never gets home till it's coming daylight. Old Uncle Bill came out half past him, put the key in the hole, but he couldn't get in. He says it's tight like that. What's the matter with it getting tight like that? Oh, hear me call you to you. I mean, it's tight like that. If you see my man, tell him to hurry home. He's been gone. I love a man, slender and slim. When he sucks his stuff, why too bad, Jim? Oh, it's tight like that. Oh, it's tight like that. Oh, hear me talking to you. I mean, it's tight like that. Over there is a river 
The other night you tried to crush my bread line twice. Well, I can't help it, baby, if your bread is nice. I like good bread. Unemployed, Papa. Charity working, Mama. You, you can't, can't take advantage of me. You came round to my back door and begged for food. Told you I was hungry. I let you in my kitchen and you acted rude. Oh, excuse me. And when you saw my leg of lamb, you lost control. I did that. You couldn't keep your fingers off my jelly roll. Say not so. I give you all the soft shell crabs that you could wish. But well, I didn't like them. I smothered you some onions and I creamed your fish. It was nice. To help you out, I gave you board and lodging cheap. It was reasonable. That very night, you start walking around in your sleep. Now listen here, Mama. The things you give to charity, they're not so hot. They think so. I mean, about $2 would be far too much for what you, you got. You wouldn't know what to do with $2. Well, I couldn't find one cherry in your cherry pie. It's intended for you to find. Your tenderloin ain't tender and your ham is dry. Yes, you can join. Each time you give me something, you got me work to do. That's what I want you for. Yeah, but I can't call your fire and haul your ashes, too. I won't need you. You're mad because I refuse to work around this shack. That's right. Well, you ain't never gonna make me break my back. Your back. Unemployed, Papa. Unemployed, Papa. Where you get your nerve, I cannot see. I told you you were blind. Last night I caught you messing around my dresser drawer. Well, I was after something, but it wasn't yours. Unemployed, Papa. Charity working, Mama. You, you can't, can't take advantage of me. So there we have it. Uh, Clara Smith and some various uh, styles of music. Her voice changed uh, depending on the style of song she sang. Some of the slower more earthy blues. She really did sound like she was almost imitating the voice of Bessie Smith. She didn't have that sort of voice, but she imitated the delivery. We heard that on the Gin Mill Blues, which started out of the program, also on some of the earlier ones. And then by the last tune, Unemployed Papa, that duet with Asbestos Burns, she sounded almost like Mildred Bailey in some places. I don't know uh, where the uh, uh, influence flowed in that case, but kind of interesting how flexible her voice was. So again, started out with the Gin Mill Blues, which uh, was just Clara, uh, yes, Clara Smith uh, with Lem Fowler on piano from May of 1928, followed by, two days later, May 23rd of 1928, Steamboat Man Blues, featuring Freddie Jenkins on trumpet, John Anderson on trombone, and Porter Granger on piano. Then that novelty hokum tune, it's tight like that, with some very fine playing uh, by Charlie Green on trombone and possibly Porter Granger on piano, January 26th of 1929. Lots of different lyrics on that one that Clara Smith introduced. Then we heard the Lowland Moan. Again, don't know who the cornet player was or trumpet player. Very good player in the Louis Armstrong tradition. Possibly could have been Bobby Stark, although he tended to be a little more diffuse in his playing than this uh, fellow was behind Clara Smith, but a very good performance done on September 9th of 1930. And that tune was credited to Clara Smith. She was not known as a songwriter, but there we are. And then we finished up with Unemployed Papa, Charity Work, and Mama, Asbestos Burns, whoever the heck that was, on piano and vocals with Clara Smith. And Asbestos Burns 
Burns and Andy Razaf were credited with the lyrics for that. So possibly he was someone who was touring with Smith at the time. She was doing a lot of vaudeville shows in the early 1930s. She ended up out in Cleveland and then in Detroit in about 1934. She uh, had long engagements at different places, uh, vaudeville theaters and, and so forth, in addition to touring. She seems not to have done a lot of the one-night touring that uh, some of her contemporaries did even by that time. She was pretty well known as a, as, a, as a singer and actress. She even did a couple of turns on Broadway in the late 1920s. But by 1934, she was in Detroit and uh, singing at a local place there, and she passed away suddenly of a heart attack in February of 1935. Unfortunate that she didn't get a chance to be rediscovered. Her voice, as I said, would have lent itself very nicely to uh, some of the swing era uh, tunes that were coming out at that point, and uh, I'm sure she would have uh, uh, been revived, as it were, the same way that people like Ida Cox and Trixie Smith and uh, even Mamie Smith were a little bit later. So, that is our Clara Smith show for today. Hope you've enjoyed this program. This is John Clark and the Jazz Focus. Hope you might consider sponsoring us if you don't already. We're always looking for some new members of the family. Our home is uh, anchor.fm. We are, can be heard on Spotify, Apple, all sorts of podcast stations. If you'd like to sponsor us on a continuing basis or a one-time basis, we would appreciate it. So thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side.